Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show, giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am on your dial. My name's Tu and today on the show, myself and Kiara will be interviewing Suzanne Hurley, who's a senior counsellor from PANDA, which stands for Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia. So, Kiara, did you want to start? Hi listeners, Um, thanks so much. Suzanne, for, for coming on the show today. That's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I'm wondering um, how long have you been working at Panda as a, as a senior counsellor and um, what, what's your role? What does your role involve? Yeah, I, I've been at Panda now for a, a couple of years and primarily um, we talk to families about perinatal anxiety and depression over the phone. So we do phone support, but we also do advocacy um, some facilitation with other health professionals and um, you know, generally access support services for them like play groups and postnatal depression support groups. Um, so we do follow-up calls where yep. we ask a caller in the initial call whether they would like for us to keep them in mind and contact them again usually in a week. Um, sometimes we're following up a bit sooner than that um, so it's it's like having access to um, phone counselling mm. um, and it's a free service. So it's a really, you know, accessible service um, as a phone service on the helpline. Yeah, so it sounds like there's a real practical element to it, especially you were saying about like playgroups and, and things like that. Yeah, we have a fairly extensive database. So usually because it's a national service as well, so we can get calls from... Um, interstate, we um, are able to have a look on our database to see if there are services in the area, including health professionals like psychologists and GPs and um, whether there's a mother-baby unit available in the area, that sort of thing. So is is Panda a uh, a national um, not-for-profit organisation? Yeah, it is. It's a national helpline. So um, we can, we, you know, deal with the time differences between WA and yeah. um, various other states during and out of daylight saving and um, invariably um, have many calls from interstate, in fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are they based in Melbourne, though? Panda? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yep. The, the helpline itself is in Victoria, yep. in Melbourne. And how long have you been working for Panda? A couple of years. Yeah. 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 As a counsellor? As a, as a counsellor, yes. So I've worked into a, a couple of different programs and um, I'm really, really passionate about talking to people who are struggling and it's a really great service and I, I do just really love doing the work. That's great. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what PANDA stands for? Like what does, um, you know, what PANDA is, what it stands for, what are the, what's the ethos behind the... 
company. Yeah, it's Panda's the perinatal anxiety and depression helpline. Um, we're an association, so we have a board that governs us and receive government funding. Um, we operate as a national helpline, so uh, that's our primary and core business is to um, offer support for people who are concerned, like they might call Lifeline or Beyond Blue. If in this context, if they have, if they're either pregnant or um, have a, a little baby, or even sometimes if they've got older children and are struggling, then often we're a really, um, really great first point of call to be able to talk to someone. This is what's happening. I'm pretty concerned about this. Many people are scared and don't know what to do and so we make that um, transition between sitting at home feeling worried and scared very easy by offering um, support and understanding because most people who work on the helpline have had a lived experience of um, perinatal anxiety or depression or they've been touched by it in some way so um, we have some male counsellors for some callers might prefer speaking to a man okay. um, but also it's a very shared experience these days of course between men and women because men too can experience um, the same symptoms and distress that women experience just in fewer numbers um, I suppose and men are much more likely to experience um, postnatal depression if their partner has postnatal depression. So, mm. um, and of course, in same-sex relationships too, we find that the other partner, um, no matter what sex, can have a very similar encounter. If you're living in the same way that you are, might be, if you're living with any mental health illness, the impact on family is quite significant. So. Mm. Yeah, can you, can you actually just clarify for our listeners um, the terminology? So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really confused about this. So what does perinatal, antenatal and postnatal mean in reference to um, perinatal anxiety and depression? Yeah, um, I guess commonly it's, it's referred to, um, we think of antenatal, um, antenatal period as the period during pregnancy. And I think more officially it stands for something, a certain number of months before birth. Uh, and then postnatal is after birth, and then perinatal encompasses both antenatal and postnatal. So the thing that Panda really um, works towards is an understanding of the prevalence of mental health across that trajectory. So you may, in fact, encounter someone in a very early pregnancy who's really struggling, and then they level out, and then they have a, a further encounter later in their pregnancy, and then possibly a postnatal episode of postnatal depression as well. So it becomes a real, uh, a really contained period in time whereby if they are going to experience mental health, it will be then. Um, I think the statistics support that um, women are most likely to have to um, seek seek out peri, uh, psychiatric support during that perinatal period, so, so anywhere in during pregnancy or postnatally, okay. um, that's the most um, significant time for them to mm. access psychiatric support. So what you're saying is it, is it pretty much encompasses prior, you know, the early stages of pregnancy, during the pregnancy, and then after the pregnancy yeah, as well. That, that's so right. Yeah, that's right. Can kind of hit at any at any time. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it is really crucial that people are aware that 
um, it can be a part of that yeah. experience. It's not necessarily always going to be a happy one. Yeah. Um, even if someone is longing for um, a pregnancy or to have a baby, it doesn't necessarily equate into that all going well and being a very happy encounter. It mm. can be a surprising experience. Sometimes yeah. the first time someone has experienced a mental health decline in their lives. Yeah. Can you can you kind of talk me through some, what are some I suppose the warning signs you know of mm. I suppose perinatal, antenatal, and postnatal anxiety and depression? Yeah, well, it's very broad in, in actual fact. There, it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, <laughs> but there, it's it's not a black and white situation. Um, that's why I think it can be missed because it can. Um, they can be sort of symptoms that are a little vague and perhaps not able to be picked up readily as well as health professionals sometimes aren't uh, very willing to consider negative options in pregnancy mm. and postnatally perhaps they, um, you know, oftentimes people are sent away with a sense that, oh, just go away and think positively and you'll be okay. Um, it can be mean that um, primarily that you you stop being able to function so you may find that emotionally you're crying a lot or you can't eat and mm. you can't sleep um, you might have extreme anxiety or extreme depression um, sometimes negative thoughts that mm. just don't go away they just persist and persist um, of course you know there's a period of um, expectation that it's an, an adjustment and it will take time to adjust to such a big transition in your life um, but there are some indicators I think if, if you were to talk to a health professional or to speak to the Panda Helpline counsellors then there would be some evidence that there you know would be a need for further assessment mm. um, because sometimes you know what we're dealing with is biological it's not about um, psychological uh, needs particularly they can present as psychological symptoms but in actual fact it might be something wrong with a thyroid or something wrong with the um, nutrient levels in the blood so it always does need that biological assessment mm -hmm. as well as a psychological assessment and then we know that the social aspect is really crucial too if you're very isolated which many of us are these days when we have our babies um, that that can be really, really challenging and, and can lead to a poor mental health outlook if you're not able to access services, access friendships, access um, the, the stuff of life, really, not being able to get out. And, mm. of course, it is really quite challenging to get out if you're suffering from severe anxiety or depression or um, just even just with the baby sometimes. It's mm. just really hard to get out. Yeah, so you're saying that there's um, a range of factors that mm. could be kind of causing these these symptoms. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think if I was to suggest what might be the thing that would um, mean that someone would pick up the phone and, and start to talk to someone on the helpline, it, it might be that something doesn't feel quite right or it's unexpected what they're experiencing. So maybe they expected to... Um, enjoy every minute of being pregnant or of their early baby weeks and they're finding suddenly that they're really not enjoying yeah. anything at all and it's really impacting and potentially it's impacting on their relationship as well so they're arguing a lot or 
there's been a conflict and there's been a separation or yeah. um, any number of things um, can contribute to the poor mental health outlook mm. um, and all of that needs to be explored really yeah. so that um, there can be some attention paid to what's needed whether that be a medical response or psychological response or maybe we need to look at the networks and mm. um, build the networks to help improve um a, set, a mindset about what's happening yeah and you know just to touch on what you were saying before you were talking about um that you know it's meant to be a happy time in people's lives I'm thinking that that would bring on such feelings of, of guilt I suppose as well you know that it is meant to be a happy time I'm not meant to be feeling this particular way or I, I shouldn't be feeling this particular way is that something mm. that you find is quite common absolutely it's really common and women are terrific at feeling guilty you know it's almost like we've got (laughs) another limb and and we've you know created this guilt limb and it's uh, it's wonderful work to do actually to work with someone and their feelings of guilt in terms of being a counsellor because it sometimes um you know, it doesn't take a lot to have them recognise that the way they're thinking about their life is not helpful. Mm. And if we can limit the number of things that are causing them uh, distress, then we have a greater opportunity to tackle the things that um, are beyond their control. So that's the thing I think about perinatal anxiety and depression is that there is a feeling of... Um, you can't control it. It's it's happening to you. It's not that you can open a book and, um, you know, start to f- suddenly feel more positive about things and you'll be okay. It does need some degree of attention mm. and response. Yeah, I, I did a bit of research online, actually, on the Panda website. <laughs> oh, yeah, good on um, you. Yeah, and I found out that um, Panda Awareness Week is actually... Uh, this week? Yeah, it's it, this week. It is this week. November from... 15th to 21st? Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, my research does well. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I found out that postnatal uh, depression awareness week has been changed to perinatal um, anxiety and depression awareness week. So what's the significance of this name change, yeah, Suzanne? It just reflects really what we're hearing on the helpline, which is that the prevalence of anxiety is equivalent to, if not greater than, the prevalence of depression. And I think, you know, we've all developed our language around postnatal depression. That's very familiar and it's really out there and people are aware of it, but they're much less aware um, about anxiety, particularly antenatal anxiety um, and depression, but also postnatal anxiety can be experienced um, just as much as postnatal depression and often what we're finding is that they come together. So someone will say um, they have episodes of anxiety and depression and so we'll be, you know, asking what's what's more prevalent. Do you feel more anxious most of the time or, or more depressed most of the time? And so it can be um, a very parallel experience for them that they they experience both at the same time. Okay, great. Um, We're going to get a quick break. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR at 55am on your dial. Before the break, we were speaking with Suzanne Hurley, who's a senior counsellor at uh, PANDA, Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia. And so, Suzanne, in light of um, PANDA Awareness Week, which is this week, November 15th to 21st, what are some of the events happening? 
yeah, tell us? Um, there are lots of events happening at, at this week. Um, a Panda has an initiative going called Lunch Out Loud. And it's it's just inviting people to gather with their family and friends and colleagues to have a lunchtime experience of talking about not only um, perinatal anxiety and depression, but just kind of what the truth is about parenting, trying to dispel some myths and share a bit more about people's individual experiences of mm. parenting um, so that there can be a dispelling really of, of the myths but also a sense of sharedness about um, some of us find this hard and it's not necessarily an easy thing and you know I think if parenting and pregnancy is something that is enjoyable and rewarding for you that's a wonderful thing but for many many people it's not that and um, many um, people are, are made to feel I think just through social media and um, people just not talking honestly about it that it is supposed to be and only be a happy and longed for experience it, it actually can be many many things and mm. you know you just have to add experiences of any sort of reproductive loss into um, any pregnancy and you've already got a grief experience happening right alongside the joy of a new pregnancy and and that can be quite complex to manage and you know feel that you lots of people that we talked to on the helpline do express feelings of um, that they are they must be the only one who's mm. having these feelings and it is so um, such a sheltered and home-based encounter that I think we're not meeting each other sometimes out in the world um, with uh, honest faces on. So it's so that initiative, the lunch out loud, is really to ask people to begin to talk about, um, you know, just their own experience of it. So just to raise awareness, really, um, that that it is more than one thing. Mm. That sounds like a an awesome. Um event and if um anybody's interested in in going to that event that'll be on um our website we'll put the details on our website for people that are interested in in yeah. going along yeah great yeah. they can have a look at um what's involved on the panda uh the panda website as well um, oh yeah so yeah that's that's a really great place to go as well as lots of resources as well we've got fact sheets and other information um there's a, a website that's for dads too how is dad going oh yeah don't and forget about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they love that um that that someone's thought of them and that they they also have an experience that isn't just identifiable as one thing it's many yeah. things um, so, mm. yeah, the, the website is a really terrific um, yeah. place to go. One of our most popular fact sheets actually is a, a fact sheet for the person who's caring for someone with postnatal anxiety or depression because it can be confusing. You can yeah. feel like you're walking on eggshells and don't ever do anything right and it's hard to know what to do. And so it just gives a few tips about you know what that person might need from mm. you during the time that they're unwell I, I've actually kind of experienced that I, I had um, somebody that I knew um, had a miscarriage oh, and yeah. I didn't know how to respond I didn't know what to do I didn't know what to say I just kind of I suppose it's easier just to avoid the situation because you know you don't want to upset the person um, so it sounds like that fact sheet would be really helpful yeah, for, that's right. For, you know, carers and family members and friends and things. Yeah, because yeah. I think it is a challenging 
encounter to know what another might need when they're Mm. distressed and we're not trained in that way we don't have the skills you know we we're not educated to support people who are in distress particularly Um, and yet it happens all around us often and and so often the ones closest to us fail us when we most need them Mm. to know what to do to take over to Um, make you know make you a cup of tea it's often very simple things that are helpful just being present just staying beside yeah um it's a very very common encounter with um, anxiety is to uh, be afraid of being on your own so just having someone in the house with you is really helpful Mm. can i can i ask suzanne i suppose what um what are some of the treatment options for kind of recovery for people Um, both mums and dads, uh, Mm. with um, perinatal anxiety and depression. Yeah, what we know about that is that early intervention is really crucial to recovery. So picking up the phone and calling the Panda Helpline is a really great first step. Um, But also talking to your GP or another health professional that you feel comfortable talking to. And if you feel like you haven't had a good response, then you go to the next person that you feel comfortable talking to. Um, so sometimes it's medication, sometimes it's psychotherapy. Um, with with the more, more severe end of things, it can mean a mother-baby unit admission, which are attached to some of the public hospitals here in Victoria, and there's some private facilities as well. Um, there are, you know, really looking at um, food and what you're eating and not eating, um, looking at sleep and how, how to access more sleep because the sleep deprivation postnatally um, can be really challenging if, if you have um, anxiety. And so focusing on, um, you know, some of the, you know, your, your social setting and accessing support from friends and family is also really important as as important as the medical side of things and you know certainly as I mentioned before being assessed biologically and Mm -hmm. psychologically is really important uh, because you know you might be experiencing something that can be remedied um, from a medical perspective. Mm. Okay so what about um so for some of our listeners um, who might be experiencing peri or postnatal or antenatal anxiety and depression um, or know someone who is, uh, what support services are, are available? Yeah, um, there, there are you know, many, many supports, certainly in this generation, many more than have come before. So it is a, a matter of being able to access the support services. Um, it, it might include your local community health centre it might be um, that you start to see a psychologist weekly or a psychiatrist Um, looking at there are postnatal depression support groups and facilitated play groups and they Mm -hmm. also can be really crucial in having you um, feel that you're a part of more than just your own experience that it is a shared experience the maternal child health nurse is a really key um, figure postnatally, and certainly your midwife when you're an- when you're pregnant and having your antenatal appointments um, to be able to just tell someone this is what's happening, so that they can um, provide you with uh, direction and and find the thing that's going to be able to work for you. 
Yeah, well, you've mentioned a couple of times the the Panda Helpline. Are you able to give everybody the number um, for the Panda yeah. Helpline? The the National Helpline is open Monday to Friday, yep. and that's ten a.m. to five p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the number's one three double zero seven two six three zero six. Um, and there will always be someone who will answer the phone mm. um, so you can feel confident to call in and talk to um, the counsellors on the on the helpline. Wonderful. Thank Great. you, Suzanne. That's Thanks so much, Suzanne, for coming on the show. It was very informative. Thank you very much for having me. That's all we have time for, folks. Again, thanks for listening to Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio. You can listen to podcasts of our show on brainwaves.org.au or email us at brainwaves at myfellowship.org. Stay tuned for Renegade Economist. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.